It's Tuesday, November 8, 2022. The clock is ticking. It's a big week for the planet as UN Climate Conference kicks off in Egypt. Major glaciers to disappear by 2050. Plus, this is a massive system. Late season storm Nicole takes aim at Florida's east coast. Nicole, all of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And the biggest threat to democracy is to have someone like Senator Warnock to vote against our Keystone Pipeline. Okay. A, a pipeline from Canada is not a threat to democracy, Herschel Walker. And two, Senator Warnock did not vote against the pipeline. It was not up for a vote. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Tessie Dorian, as we go to air, a big day, election day. And I'm sure it has nothing at all to do with the climate, correct? (laughs) It has everything to do with the climate. But first, as we go to air, the east coast of Florida is under a new state of emergency Mm. as a rare November storm, Nicole, heads its way. It's forecast to deluge the state when it makes landfall as a hurricane later this week, even as residents are still trying to recover from deadly Hurricane Ian in September. Nicole. It is a big week for the planet. Americans are voting in the critical 2022 midterm elections, an inflection point for the nation and the planet that will decide whether the U.S. acts with speed and scope to curb the climate crisis and remain competitive in the global clean energy revolution or doesn't. Okay, but no matter what happens in the midterms, that $400 billion that the Democrats voted to go towards mitigating climate change, that stays, right? Right, unless Republicans find some way to dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, the latest United Nations climate treaty negotiations, known as COP27, are underway in Egypt to hammer out implementation of the landmark Paris Agreement to keep global temperatures from rising more than 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels and transition all economies away away from the fossil fuels that are causing the climate crisis. Two reports released on the opening day of the conference underscore the challenge. The first from the UN's World Meteorological Organization finds the past eight years were the eight hottest years ever recorded since record-keeping began in the mid-1800s. That means that every year since 2016 has been one of the warmest on record, indicating that the world is now deep into the climate crisis. Somebody ought to get together and have a conference about that. The stark assessment sets out how record high levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere are supercharging extreme weather disasters from Pakistan to China and the U.S. The oceans are hotter than ever. The rate of sea level rise has doubled since 1993 due to the melting of land ice from Greenland, Antarctica, and land glaciers. A different report by UNESCO concludes that because of man-made global warming, major glaciers around the world will be gone by 2050, like UN World Heritage Sites, Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, and Yosemite and Yellowstone National Parks in the United States. But if global temperature rise is limited to 1.5 degrees Celsius, the study finds it is possible that only one-third of those glaciers will disappear by 2050. So in that event, 
we'd still be able to see some glaciers at Yellowstone in 2050. Maybe. Of course I'll be a thousand years old. It matters because glacier melt is a primary source of drinking water in some of the most volatile regions in the world. Against the backdrop of costly record-shattering heat waves, droughts, and floods over the past few months, the COP27 UN Climate Conference kicked off with climate finance taking center stage. For the first time, the agenda includes formal negotiations on how rich nations should compensate poorer nations for the unavoidable impacts of climate change known as loss and damage. They have been fighting about this, it seems, for years at these COP conferences. They have been. This is the first formal negotiations to hammer it out. Hmm. Developing nations have contributed only a tiny fraction of the greenhouse gas emissions that are causing the climate crisis, but are hit first and worst by its cascading consequences, with repetitive disasters sapping their capacity to adapt to future disasters. Rich nations for years have failed to fulfill their promises to provide $100 billion a year to a fund to help developing countries cut their CO2 emissions and adapt to climate impacts. On Monday, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres cited the mounting toll of weather disasters in urging countries to move quickly to implementation. We are in the fight of our lives and we are losing. Greenhouse gas emissions keep growing. Global temperatures keep rising. And our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. We are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator. Well, hopefully it's a battery electric vehicle. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Green News Report.